Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toycast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk some toys this week, and we have the other T in TB Toycast, and that's Travis Fowler. Yeah, we let Travis come back, I guess. I don't know. Hey, man, I was almost like you about 10 minutes before Breaker came on, man. I was about to pass out, dude. It's been, it's been a long couple of weeks, dude. So, yeah, Travis is back. Dude, it's been a while. How you been, man? Good, good. Uh, I'm awake. I'm <laughs> glad you called me at 930 because uh, I, I adulted this week. And, uh, and you know, we, we'll do a little weekly purchases early. I, I didn't buy an action figure, but I bought a... Uh, recliner and a new couch uh so oh. i adulted and Adulting, i was yeah. sitting in my new recliner rocking and and reclining and i was like oh this is comfortable and then see breakers call me like it, it's late and then i'm like i better answer it and i'm like he woke me up so thank you oh because... i didn't even realize i woke you up i'm sorry no, no 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 i wasn't fully asleep but i was at that like you were you're resting. sitting there yeah, I was comfortable. Like the TV's going, so oh, I'm yeah. ready. Do we pull back the other uh, curtain on this one, Breaker? Yeah, I was gonna tell him, Jeff. I'll let you do it because it's a pretty funny story. So I sent the link over to Breaker at like I don't know seven twenty-five my time, and I'm sitting here and I'm waiting, and Breaker finally comes on, and I admit him in, and and uh, Breaker goes, "Oh, and uh, Travis is gonna be joining us," and I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot about Travis." So it was like. <laughs> It was like totally like you were Kevin McAllister and I left you at home, dude. Awesome. I, I I'm gonna go check the uh, trash can real quick for my my passport <laughs> or my you... air flight tickets. We're we're not in Paris yet. We're just going to Florida for a rainy uh, Christmas weekend. What's What's funny is I've been seeing TikToks about that. Like, did you ever know? Because that scene where that mess happens in the kitchen, the, mm -hmm. the dad accidentally throws away Kevin's ticket while he's cleaning up the drinks. And they show it clear as day in the trash can. It says Kevin on it. And that's why they, they left him because they didn't see a ticket. And I'm like, yeah, like, did people not realize that that was a thing? I always knew about that. So, yeah, I didn't do until so somebody had said something like, well, he couldn't have got on the flight anyway. It got covered in the whole milk mess or the Pepsi mess or when yeah, the, yeah. the spill. Happened, he didn't, so. Yeah, he didn't even have a plane ticket. The only thing a, I guess could have changes they not all got on and realize oh okay we can't leave the eight-year-old by himself there's a lot of plot holes in that movie oh yeah yes and you know uh, not christmas story i'm gonna say christmas story uh home alone 
but it's one of the best Christmas movies of all time, if not the best Christmas movie of all time. You know, the one the one that's really weird to me, it, because it's like they did so good of like putting it all together. Um, the big reason why they can't get a hold of them is the, the, the power goes out. Mm-hmm. And if right. you remember while they're getting in the buses, go to the airport, that guy's like, hey, the phone lines are a mess. That might be a couple of days before we can get it back up. But they're like so in a hurry, like we don't even care. We're not going to be home. Well, that's why they can't get a hold of Kevin or they can't get right. a cop to, to get a hold of him because there's no there's no phones. But when he's in the house later, the bad guys are in there. He calls the police from his parents room. And didn't he order a pizza from the phone, too? Well, yeah, he had to order it somehow. Right. And there was no Internet. So. Right. So there was a hmm. lot of interesting things. And also, too, Peter McAllister calls the neighbors that the bad guys are currently robbing and leaves a message. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, on the answering machine. Yep. So they were like next door. So I'm like, that would be the same line. So there's a few interesting little plot holes there. They're like, hmm, interesting. Could you imagine if it was today? I mean, Kevin McCall. Uh, yeah, they, they, they text him from the airplane. Sorry, we're on our way home. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sorry, we left you at home. Uh, lock the doors. And if anything happens, call 911 from your cell phone. Exactly. You don't have to worry about a phone line being cut. I saw at Christmas another thing that was going around was like apparently Kevin's grocery bill that was seven or nine dollars <laughs> yes. of like thirty six, thirty eight dollars for mac and cheese, uh, everything yeah. else that that he yep. needed. So yep. uh, that was his life savings, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, I'm about to also going to say, hey, go to that crazy old guy that's salt the sidewalks. He's actually a nice guy. He's our neighbor. Even though you're scared to death of him, you can go. You can go hang out with him until we get back. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's but it's it's you know I think also it's a movie geared towards a younger audience and that adults can enjoy too. And all those little plot holes you don't really think about until you're an adult and you're like, well, this doesn't really make sense, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's it's still I would agree it's still one of the best Christmas movies. Although I must say, I know this is weird to be in like you know February or March now talking about Christmas movies, but Eight <laughs> Bit Christmas. Have you guys seen that? I have not. I have. I have not. I must say Christmas time next year or yeah, in 2024, put that on your, on your list. It, it, to me is the best Christmas movie of this generation. What streaming service? It it was on HBO max. I don't know if it still is. That's where I initially watched it. Got it. it. It's essentially this kid who has now grown up and he's telling, so his daughter wants a cell phone. She wants a, a smartphone. All her friends have one. Please give me a phone. And he's telling her the story of the greatest Christmas where he wanted a Nintendo. And, and it's, of course, it takes place in the 80s. It's got all the 80s isms all about Nintendo. And it's kind of Christmas story-esque of him badly wanting this present and couldn't imagine not getting it. And I don't know. It just, it's a really good movie. And it even kind of pulls the heartstrings a little bit at the end. So it's okay. definitely worth checking out. All right, all right. You've you've talked about it quite a bit and drug my feet because I'm always watching Ted and you know stuff like that. <laughs> it, it's definitely it's one of those where it's it's just got like the perfect amount of humor for like a Christmas movie. Okay. And and there's these little things that are happening that when when it's over, it kind of all comes together to you're like, ah, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun movie. Did they ever make Home Alone toys? Outside of Funkos. Well, I mean, they made the Talk Boy back in the 90s. I, that's right. I, I think that's it. They just did the Talk Boy. 
they had some video games. They had board games and stuff. Um, NECA's made like a uh, Kevin McAllister cloth like figure with cloth goods. I do know that, um, but not a, like not a ton of, of toys. I don't think there was probably a talking Kevin back in the day. I'm sure. Ooh, yeah, probably one of those eighteen, just like talking Urkel and every, talking Baby Michelle. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there was definitely something like that. Um, I remember having a Home Alone board game where it was similar to Mousetrap, and like you basically, like you went and you set traps as the bad guys tried to get you and like they were basically a couple of steps behind you it was kind of a fun game yeah but like all the but like if you weren't careful kevin could fall into the traps himself you know did you did it come with starting lineups to set up (laughs) 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 so uh, those starting lineups he had michael jordan it was dominique wilkins i think it was dominique Man, I don't remember, but I think Jordan had the home jersey that year. It, it was white instead of the red, or Dominique had red. Mm. Like I think they had it, Andre Dawson. Yeah, because Andre's was holding his bat up in the air, like and nobody yes. could see me do this. He's got his <sighs> his shoulder upside down. I also have a theory. They they weren't his. I think they were Buzz's figures. Okay, so explain your theory. Well, Kevin was. Uh, Eight. I don't think he'd have been in the starting lineups yet. I think they were buzzes, and I think that's why he didn't bother to shoot them. Mm, I don't know, because I was, I think I was about eight or nine when I got my starting lineups. We'll, we'll keep. We'll keep in mind though. He also raided Buzz's room around that time. Touche. I can't remember if the starting lineups were in that big chest he was in or not, but he definitely found the uh, Playboys firecrackers. <laughs> I, did there was the BB gun in there? I don't remember if it was. Um. I think the BB gun was on the top shelf, like of the. Yes, because he saw it, and that's when he smiled. So that's why I think they're buzzes because he saw the BB gun in there. Okay, all right, but I could could be wrong. Could be wrong. We are now the TB Toycast Home Alone Home Alone Podcast Podcast. (laughs) Let's get Macaulay Culkin on here. Get his thoughts. Um, The main event this week, Travis. I'm sure you're going to be excited. WCW Smash and Slam by Toy Biz. I mean, other than being on a Simpson episode with Jeff, this would be the one that I cannot wait for Jeff's reviews of this series. I know how fond he is of Toy Biz WCW. They are terrible. I'm going on mute. <laughs> That's why you're here. Jeff's cutting out early. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because I, we were talking about this a little bit last week. I remember, you know, because me and Daniel crossed it an episode on the rumble wheel recently about wizard and toy fair magazine which brought back a ton of memories because those were great back in the late 90s early 2000s just for toys movies etc and i remember seeing a preview of wcw toy biz in one of those magazines and people have to understand all original san francisco toy makers were not the best for wcw they got it better with ecw in my opinion but the wcw line not the greatest and so when you you go from that to Toy Biz, I was like, whoa, like these have actual belts. Like Sting's got his, you know, black trench coat. He's got his baseball bat. Like everything about this was just like, this is awesome. I have to buy these. And they looked really good, like for the first time. But then you got them in hand, you realize like, eh, something's missing a little bit. Not all of them are horrible, but most of um, them. 
but most of them. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the greatest line. And I think also, too, what hurt the line is there was never like, like every series was kind of different, right? Smash and slam and then slam and crunch and then bruisers and powers. Like they were all different. And so they all, they, they never really meshed as like a, a toy line to me. And I think that's what hurt them ultimately. I think it was Kevin Nash's hair, but we'll get to that in the main event. So that is, that is technically the opposite of WWF because you went from these beautiful Hasbros. Now, granted, in 95, there was just toys, Bendoms, uh-huh. to Bone Crunchers. Yeah. I, I think, too, though, with Bone Crunchers, we were just so thankful to have toys again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, WWF toys, especially. Yeah. But for WCW, like you were saying, when we saw them at Toy Fair, it was like, oh, you know, new company. They're going to put all the bells and whistles into it. You know, they're yeah. taking over WCW. And they went from original San Francisco toy makers where they, uh, they had vibrating figures and they had those big yeah. plasticky figures and all that stuff to these figures. But again, I guess I hype myself up too much. The more I think about it, maybe I just hype myself up too much for them. Reason being is like, okay, we were stuck with original San Francisco toy makers and then now we're getting toy biz to take over this. And, you know, in the magazine, they looked pretty damn good and mm-hmm. they, you know, they kind of teased us and then you got them and you're like, do I really mm-hmm. need this? Yeah. Do I really need yeah. these? Well, and, and what's interesting about this, and well, I'm sure we'll dive into this a little bit more, but like when original San Francisco toy makers lost WCW, they went to ECW. And I'll be honest, I still think those hold up. I think that's a really cool toy line. Like, Agreed. The 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 buttons and stuff in the back aren't totally necessary, but the look of them I think is great. And most of them look really good. Like there's an occasional one here and there. You're like, eh, I don't know. But for the most part, most of them look really good. Toy Biz, when they lost WCW, well, they eventually closed down and then lost the license. They got TNA a couple of years later. And I thought they did great with TNA. Both of these companies failed with WCW, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> But other toy lines, they did well. I don't understand that. I blame Bischoff and Russo. That's all it's, it's got to it, be. I blame Russo for everything. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Bro, listen, bro. I'm talking to you, Hulk. <laughs> I don't know if that sounded like him, but. <laughs> Just like him. I want to hear his Vince Russo impression. You want to hear who's Vince Russo? Steve, Steve Fountas. I want to oh, hear his Vince Russo impression. He'll throw in a Ric Flair laugh in there. <laughs> <laughs> My brother Owen. <laughs> but uh, WCW Smash and Slam will be coming up in the main event. Should be a fun a fun discussion, obviously. Um, not, a, not a ton of news this week. A couple of things I want to drop on you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this. I just saw this today. Uh, Monday Night Wars Series 2 carded images have now surfaced, and apparently a major change has been made. I didn't even notice it right away. Initially, we were going to get the first ever unmasked Rey Mysterio from his Filthy Animals run. It's now been replaced with a kind of 96 era masked Ray Mysterio Jr. Kind of disappointing because I think that unmasked Ray had a lot of fun value to it because that was such a unique version to get that, I, you know, we have had so many Ray Mysterio figures. It's like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's actually really fun. He was going to have soft goods overalls. I think the little devil horns, the whole deal. And they seemingly replaced it with just a kind of a basic style Ray Mysterio. A lot of people kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, I think everybody was excited for that unmasked Ray Mysterio because, man, when was the last time we had an unmasked Ray? Oh, he does. Legit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 
I think that was long overdue and everybody was kind of banking on it and got pulled at yeah. the last second and they went with that all pink look. Uh, so 1996, yeah. is that when he got lawn darted into the uh, trailer? Probably that, that actually looks similar to the ultimate that they had scheduled with the nitro stage. Yes. Yes. Similar attire anyway. And it's not a bad looking figure. And I, I was a huge fan of Ray during that time. It was just like, to me, what, what intrigued me about the Monday night wars line is you could legit get figures that were unique to like one specific night yep. like that Hulk Hogan, that mm-hmm. Scott Hall, the denim, uh, you know, Kevin Nash with the hat on, you know, from the, the adjective promo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Uh, fake diesel. All that stuff is really cool. And, you know, I thought this would have been the time to like maybe for series three or, or later ultimate warrior with the hat on when Jerry Lawler smashed the picture on his head. Yeah. That was such a rant. Like, why is he wearing a hat? Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. But that would have been the time to include some kind of random guys uh, in very specific looks, which I thought would have been fun. And so we get, you know, we end up with, with this, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, dang, that sucks because it's going to be hard to fit that, uh, that Ray in any other line. I feel like so. That may not be happening now. So I saw the fake diesel and I knew right away that you were just like, yes. Like it was all your, it was everything you wanted. Break a hundred percent. That's such a, that's such a good one. Although I, I must say, if I don't get fake razor, I'm going to be very upset because I really, I know Tom veg has a fake razor head and I could, you know, do a, a, a swap, but man, like that's good times. I love that stuff. This is going to be like Barbarian and Demolition. Like we're going to have to come up with a tag team partner for Fake Diesel and uh, make him. Uh, I, we'll put him with uh, Hollywood Blonde Steve Austin until he, there it uh, is until, until the until, Pillman <laughs> until the Pillman that, blonde, so. blonde Blonde's power. Blonde. <laughs> or, or you could do Davy Boy from Elite. Uh, what was that? 84, 85, where he came with Matilda. Oh yeah, because we don't have go. a dynamite. Exactly. We have a faction now. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> that reminds me of when Jax came out with that three pack. It was Marty Jannetty, Tito Santana, and Jim the Evo Neidhart. The greatest three pack of all time. Yeah. I, was that the Marty that had kind of like his singles run? Yes. Singlet. Yeah. I do remember yeah. That. And you're like, huh? Okay. Okay. I don't know if That's it was the, I don't know if it was the greatest three pack. It was a three pack, but we can drop the word greatest. I mean, <laughs> I would put a uh, demolition up there. Uh, yeah, I would put uh, the Heart Foundation with Jimmy up there, you know, stuff like that. Oh yeah, but it was, it, but it was, it was a unique three pack. That was the thing. It was a that's so Jacks moment because yes. you know that somebody at Jacks was just like, "What are we doing with all these Jim Knight hearts, all these <laughs> Tito Santanas, and all, and then you could tell just someone's like, "Well, how can we put this together?" Doesn't matter. Some boss is like, "Throw them in a three pack." We, we, <laughs> Like, there it is. The cast-offs from tag teams. How about that? Let's just do it. Throw it in there. <laughs> Jack's had a lot of that, though, man. Like, they had a lot of those, like, random things that hit. But at the same time, it was like, you didn't have to worry about not getting a figure because, oh, they're going to, like, even, like, bottom-of-the-barrel guys, they're going to make, like, 12 of them. Right. So, like, you can't miss anyone. We are going to get our Mark Jindrak. Oh, yeah. And they probably <laughs> made 12 of them. You know, it's like, yeah, there's no... There's no issue. I think even like Ezekiel Jackson had a couple of Jacks figures before. Oh yeah, they, he did. they lost the license, mm-hmm. you know. So like everybody had one, so it was never like a, a worry. Like yeah, it was gonna it was gonna happen. So sidebar, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. 
a, a guy who has never had one bad figure. Think about it. Think about it. Not one bad. Every single company between LJN, Hasbro, Mattel, Jax yeah. has nailed Jim the Anvil Nightheart. One of the underrated Jim the Anvil Nighthearts is the one that came with Natty in that two-pack, uh, Jax Classic two-pack, I should say. Mm-hmm. I love the outfit they put him in. It was like an all-black. Um, mm-hmm. It had the anvils on the side. It was very reminiscent of 1997, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nightheart definitely has had some good figures. It's um, it is still crazy to me that the only Hasbro was the the new foundation. Yeah, that I mean, but at the same time, like as weird as that is, it's kind of like, well, that's cool. He at least got that one in that gear, you know. Mm-hmm. And like Owen too, like we've only had Owen and, and Nightheart in that gear one time, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I wish they would have put Coco B wearing the uh, outfit like Owen, you know, because they were high energy. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have done that. I think Hasbro too. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like some guys they like rushed to get in the line. Mm-hmm. Like Borga was one. It was like, wow, that was fast. Nails was one. Yeah, and I think by the time both of them were like, you know, available, they were they were already out of the company. Yes, but and even like Flair, I think was already out of the company by the time they got a figure for him. Dusty may have been as well, but it just, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, it seems like some guys they rush to make happen and others they're like, eh, maybe we'll get to it. By the way, Nails is going to be at WrestleCon. I would love to get a picture with Nails. I'll be honest. That Dude, be you got to awesome. come to Philadelphia, man. Man, freaking Nails. Like that's, that's, I, I, you know what I personally hope, like I know he had the major bendy this past yeah. year. I would love to see Nails sign with like all the companies. Yeah. Give me a power town nails. I'll be all about that. Like an articulated one. Absolutely. You would absolutely go bonkers for that. I'm telling you, come to Philadelphia, Uh, man. uh, I'm going to look into it. We'll see. Do two days, two days. That's all you need, man. We'll go to WrestleCon on Saturday. We'll do the meetup April 5th, 4 PM at the uh, tap house. You know, the meetup will be going on and then you fly home Sunday and you'll be good to go for work on Monday. Mm, I have to do it. Let me look into it. It's not a no, it's a maybe. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really sucks because I know like four years ago, all of us were going to be in Tampa, right? Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah. I know I'd already bought all my stuff. Travis, I know you were set to go. Jeff, you and Scott were set to go. A bunch of people were. And then that just compl- I got, we got completely derailed. Nobody's fault, obviously. It was just a global pandemic, obviously. But nah, I wasn't really a big deal person. <laughs> 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 I, I remember um i remember driving jeff you messaged me saying like dude i think they're gonna cancel wrestlemania and if i was i remember thinking like dude no way vince is canceling mania you're out of your mind and legit like two days later i think they basically said yeah it's gonna be in a in a warehouse no people it's like what like that was mm-hmm. crazy times. so anyway my point being with that since that i've i've always wanted to be able to go and just for one reason or another, it has never lined up. But you know what? I think this year, I'm going to try to make it happen. There you go, man. I Because a couple of years ago, we were supposed to meet up in Dallas. You were going to come down for the day. And we were supposed to meet up. And at like the last second, you weren't able to make it. Yeah, I ended up, I was in the middle. It's weird because like I've, I've tried to explain my work schedule. It's like a, a stretch of days and then several days off. And I was hoping it would line up where... I was coming off of shift and I can meet you guys for a few days, but I was right in the middle of it. I didn't have any vacation time to use for those days. 
And mm-hmm. so it just wasn't going to work out. And I'm like, gosh, dang, I really wanted to, but cause I was close, you know, obviously Dallas is close to me, but it just didn't work out. So, but this year I have a little bit more vacation time to work with now. So maybe I can make it happen. I'm hoping to anyway. Don't worry. In Dallas, you didn't miss much. It was just Steve Fontos doing a bunch of Bret Hart and Ric Flair impersonations. The whole that's time. missing okay. a lot. Jeff. I, that's <laughs> missing a lot. I, I'm going to like literally like follow him around and make him do impressions the whole time. <laughs> do it now. I can't, I can't do it on the spot. <laughs> good times. Good times. So um, a little bit of other toy news. I want to throw at you guys. Um, Hasbro announced, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not yet, that apparently in 2024, they're kind of putting a hold on the Power Rangers lightning collection line, not necessarily canceling it, but kind of putting it on the back burner, I guess, due to poor sales and so on. This is not a line I was super into. I always liked Power Rangers, but it kind of is one of those things where they've kind of made all the Mighty Morphin ones. And as Travis, as you know, that's that was our generation. Mm-hmm. And so you get beyond that, we're kind of like, I don't know any of these characters. And they made a few of the monsters, not all of them, but a few of them. They tried to make them at a higher price point, which that ticked off a lot of collectors, I know, because they were like, hey, we don't want to spend 40 bucks on every villain you make. Um, so they kind of put it on ice. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it was inevitable, to me at least, because once you do get out of that Mighty Morphin, there, mm-hmm. there are fans of every season and every iteration of Power Rangers, just like there are fans of every wrestling and comics and video game but it doesn't the the original is always going to be the the bread and butter and i mean i've seen a lot of them just sit on shelves for the past couple years yeah i have too i don't know if that's just my walmart but you see like you were saying the the villains the the deluxe figures come out they're high then they sit and then they even sit when they're on clearance like the pumpkin guy and uh, a, a couple other ones so Sphinx, Sphinx I imagine yeah there's a yeah. store out here that still has those on sale yeah, still has and, them on sale and they haven't moved so uh, it's sad uh, because you know it, it, it'd be nice to see more Power Rangers stuff uh, but it, I'm not necessarily surprised with this because you know once you get out of you know, Tommy, red, green, white, Ranger, and, you know, uh, Gold R, Zed, and Rita, you know, you're in B, C, and, and, and D tier. So, well, and, and, and what's, what's kind of been crazy about it is like there's, they've made so many that they started doing like the Cobra Kai ones. They started doing the Ninja Turtle ones and the Street Fighter ones. And it's like, okay, but those aren't really based off anything. It's just like a, your own kind of imagining. So, like they're fun, but it's like, that's not really necessary, but right. I kind of see where it's kind of dipped off. Jeff, I know you're not a huge Power Rangers fan, but I know you've seen these figures and have told me how great you thought they looked. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that kind of at least going away for now? Uh, I mean, it, Hasbro's having a rough time right now as it is. I believe there was an article that came out. I actually said this on Fully Posable last week. An article came out that basically they were losing money left and right. Yeah. And yeah. they were not doing well. So the fact that they're cutting a line doesn't surprise me or putting it on hold doesn't mm. surprise me. They're putting, they'll probably put a lot more resources, I guess you could say into more Marvel Legends, led, excuse me, Marvel legends probably. And also GI Joe, because as of right now, those are the, at least to my knowledge, those are the two big ones for Hasbro right now. 
Well, and they have a lot though. They also have they also have Star Wars and they also have Transformers. Yep, exactly. They kind of run the action figure market for a lot of things. But you know, it's funny. There's a, a toy store out here I go to quite a bit, and he has a distribution deal with Hasbro. And which, speaking of that, he told me to let all my friends know. So I need to let let all you guys know. If there's ever something you're looking for and you can't find, he will ship. So oh. just let me know, and I can put you in contact with them. And I need and- to. I need $20 Heart Foundation LJNs. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we, we were talking and um, he was, we were tell, talking about Hasbro losing a lot of money. And right there where I was standing was all the GI Joes. And half of them are in the uh, cardboard packaging. And I'm like, that's why I'm tapping on the figure box. And he's like, oh, 100%. Because yeah. like one of the ones that I wanted since the line started was shipwreck. Mm-hmm. Love that character. You know, always, mm-hmm. I remember my, my cousins had it and I didn't even know his name, but I just thought that guy was awesome. I always played with him. And um, it's one of those things. His only GI Joe is in the cardboard package. So if you're collecting these mints on card or whatever, they don't line up. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you at that point, several people were like, I'm done with this. You know, mm-hmm. like they got out because because of that packaging choice. Now, the new Marvel Legends waves have reverted back to the old school plastic. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just, it's like when I see them, I'm like, because that new Blade figure came out. That was one of the newer ones. And it just looks awesome. And I'm like, man, like, I couldn't imagine seeing this if it was all cardboard. You know, and, and Travis, I know you told me a story one time. They made the Japanese Spider-Man about a year or so ago. Yeah. And you were, you were like, man, that's really cool. You're a big Spider-Man guy. And you were like, legit, I walked right by it in the store because it's in that cardboard box. Right. It, it, it just doesn't have my the eye and, yeah. or anything. And I, the, another thing I saw this week um, on the Hasbro side is they're re-releasing Sergeant Slaughter, Low Light, and Spirit, I think. In the Slaughter's Marauders. So we will see mm-hmm. a Sergeant Slaughter in a a bubble package, but it's the one with the the like royal blue. It's not the mm-hmm. the, the camo one or the, the wrestling looking one, but it's gonna be like the the blue sing singlet, listen to me, tank top <laughs> and like uh like a dark gray pants. So mm-hmm. they're they're trying, but are, are you going to I, and everyone has their favorite but you would think that you'd much rather have the original sergeant slaughter not the uh player two well if we can take a street fighter reference yeah. a random palette swap uh sergeant slaughter well i've seen some of those sergeant slaughters from the original the the cardboard i saw them autographed and i'm like man it is not hitting it is right. not good. And now you're going to be able to get that autographed with the new plastic packaging. Mm-hmm. It looks like to me, and uh, uh, I know Breaker, you've gone and Jeff, you've, you've been to Comic-Con slash uh, toy shows, but mm-hmm. seeing the, the cardboard boxes signed reminds me of seeing like a mini print signed at a comic convention. That's yeah. a great way of putting it. Instead of an action figure, you're getting, it's not even like an 11 by 17 or an eight by 10 or a five by seven. You're getting like a, essentially like an oversized postcard with 
an autograph on it and yeah. it just doesn't hit the same as a as a wrestling figure or a figure in general well and again i i've never been a, a figure a guy that's got figures signed like like you guys do and stuff but to me i and i could be wrong on this but like if you couldn't get a figure signed, you're probably not going to be like, oh, well, I'll just get an eight by 10. No, you want the figure signed. That's exactly. the purpose of why you bought it. And so if they don't give you the packaging in which you can do that, you're just going to be like, well, why am I even buying this? You know, so mm-hmm. not a good idea. Terrible, terrible mistake. Well, I think also, too, with an autograph, again, maybe this is just me, but I think you're you're more in it for the experience than than the yes. autograph itself. Yeah, like I remember I met Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, at a Comic Con back in like 2015. Me and Travis, me and you've talked about this a little bit because I initially I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna pay the 40 bucks. I don't I don't know. And obviously he's passed away now, so I'm really glad I did it. But at the time I was like, I I don't really want to buy an eight by ten, you know. And he had a cool picture of him in the Green Ranger suit. So I bought that and then he took a picture with me. So I was like, Well, that's cool, but it's one of those things where I was paying to me, I was paying for the experience of getting to talk yeah. to him for a few seconds mm-hmm. as a, and take a picture with him, as opposed to like him signing his name on a piece of paper. Like right. that didn't do as much for me. I don't even know where that's at now, but it's, <laughs> it's true. I don't, but it's like that, that picture of, of me and him together. I'm like, that's something I'll always remember. Yeah. That's a good point. Right. I like the stories that come along with getting a figure signed. Yeah. Or I've told you this story before, Breaker. I, Travis, I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but when I met Chris Hero in Dallas in uh, WrestleCon, I had the the Cassiusono Elite figure, and mm-hmm. I went up to him and I said, "Hey, man, you know, nice to meet you." Blah blah blah. And he goes, "Okay, do you want me to sign Chris Hero or Cassiusono?" And I said, "What would you prefer?" And he goes, "Well, it's a Cassiusono figure, so I'll sign a Cassiusono." I said, "Okay." So I held out the paint pen that I wanted him to sign with. I can't remember what color it was, but anyways, he goes, trust me, this yellow is going to look better. And I said, well, there's only one way to resolve this. We have to rock, paper, scissors. And so we did rock, paper, scissors, and he won and he signed it in yellow. But it's stuff like that with the interaction. Instead of just handing a figure and then they sign and, you know, scram kid you know, they got our money and that's it. I like having a story to go along with the signing. So whenever I look at a figure on my wall, there's always a story behind it. Most of the Mm -hmm. time, most of the time. And and I've heard stories of not necessarily wrestlers, but other celebrities. Uh, A guy I know out here said he met Burt Ward Mm -hmm. at a convention who was Robin from the 1966 Batman. And he had some, I don't remember if it was the Funko Pop. He had something Robin-esque that he wanted him to sign. They said he never looked up from his table. Oh, and so, like, they had a handler, collected the money, yeah, and they would put the item in front of him. He would sign it and move it along. Move and it just along. next one, and never even looked up. So I'm like, that's not really that exciting. Like, you know what I mean? So, but again, I guess it's one of those things you don't know until you get there how they're going to be that particular day. Yeah, that's true. Maybe bad day or whatnot. Yeah, good point. Well, we were at a Comic-Con back in the fall, and Rob Van Dam was there. Mm-hmm. and my nephew was like oh that's rob van dam i'm like yeah he's like think i can get to meet him and i'm like yeah well, let's go let's go see how much a picture costs and um and so we went over there and you know, i asked the handler and they're like that's oh, like you know 40 bucks you can get a picture with him and they gave me a ticket i walk over to him he's clear as day sm- vaping <laughs> what i imagine you would imagine he's vaping. 
<laughs> totally he was just totally like whatever he's wearing i popped because he's wearing his chalk line like rob van damme shorts <laughs> and i'm like that's awesome you know <laughs> and i'm like he's like hey guys and i was like what's going on so we paid for a picture and he goes well that's easy come on back <laughs> and yeah he was he was super cool made my nephew's day he just thought that was the coolest thing ever so um you know but it's one of those things like you know celebrities are people too but it's like we didn't pay for an autograph necessarily but he'll, that'll always be a moment he remembers is getting to meet rob van dam you know like that's that's pretty cool stuff travis you met anybody and got a figure sign and have a story behind it i've met a couple um one of my favorites and uh because it's uh it, it led to it led to the TB toy cast to be honest with you, but also led to more of the friendship between breaker and I was meeting Harley. Mm. Um, yeah, because, uh, it was like right after Christmas or right after the new year. And obviously I, I knew breaker cause of, um, you know, I about said power town, power hour. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Hey, Scott tune over there. Chill. You know, calm, calm down <laughs> over there, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> still you know, my gimmick. We we we, you know, we just like, you know, with with you and you and Scott, like we we would occasionally have conversations that it hey, what about this? What about that? And like, you know, you I at that time Harley was sick a lot. Harley didn't travel much and I just you know, from Kansas City to Cleveland, Ohio, it's not it's not close. Like it, it, it's a haul. And I remember seeing it and I, and I messaged. I told you I said, there's a good chance he'll cancel, but yeah. It, yeah. It because comes, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a haul. And I said, is this real? Like it, it, because Harley, you know, Harley didn't do any of the, like the NWA shows, like any of the big stuff. And it was just weird that he's at an independent show in, in, Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, you know, that, then that led to more conversations between breaker and I, and our friendship evolved. And then like when I met Harley, it was just, he was the, the nicest, most like humble guy mm -hmm. in, in the world. And, you know, I, uh, I got my figure signed and, uh, he said, you want me to sign these? Yes, please. And he grabbed the pen and he took his time and he signed them. He goes, you want a picture? So, yeah. If you don't mind, we'll get on back here. And then <laughs> it's like at the time, like I'm, I didn't know what to do because Harley was in a wheelchair at the time. So like I, I knelt down cause I wanted to get a picture. Like I was trying to be, I, I wanted to be very respectful with that, but it's like, what do you do with your arms? And <laughs> Harley puts his arm out like this. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's what we're going to do. When I say like this, almost like an arm wrestling to the audio listeners, because it's not a video podcast. And Over the top, brother. <laughs> yeah. And like Harley grabs my hand and like I, I, was like he literally could just rip my arm like he, he felt that gorilla me. paw didn't you yeah like he didn't crush my hand he was but i'm not saying he was gentle either but like it was like a more than firm handshake like when he grabbed it he locked it in and i'm like dang and we took the yeah. picture and he was 
you know, thanks for coming. And then I said, well, I, I'm friends with, um, with breaker and, uh, his handler at the time. I'm like, yeah, Brian breaker. He's like, Oh yeah. It's a breaker. Okay. Tell him I said, huh. And it was like, he was just so like humble and nice. And it was a three and a half hour drive. It snowed. And it was one of those, like, I didn't get a hotel. Uh, my my oldest, uh, my oldest was two, and my youngest was, like, seven months. So this was, like, one of those, like, I've got to go. So mm -hmm. it was, like, I woke up at seven in the morning, drove out there. I waited until the show started, um, got some lunch, got the autograph, uh, and came home. But... All in all, it was worth every every minute to uh, to have the chance because you know, shortly after that, within three to four months, Harley Harley had passed. So, mm. um, you know, I, I I'll say that like with your wrestling uh, heroes, your wrestling your your favorite wrestlers. Uh, same thing with comic artists and celebrities. Like, uh. There are definitely times where you're like, man, I don't want to go, or I like I don't want to go to this convention, or I don't want to do this. But like, uh, definitely, de when you can do it, because you never know if you're not going to get that chance again. And yeah. if I didn't go, I wouldn't have that memory of. Now, was it cool that I got that original Harley Elite sign? Yeah, that's great. But like that's way beside the point compared to the, the interaction, the conversation and, and the 10 to 12 minutes that I had this there to, you know, sit in and talk to Harley about, about everything. Did yeah. when you met Harley, did he go, Oh, I've got some Brian breaker stories. I've been hearing him tell <laughs> stories on that fully posable podcast. <laughs> I've got some stories for you too, about that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Did. He, he knew exactly. Now he, uh, respectfully you could tell he wasn't necessary like when i said brian breaker he said brian breaker brian Bre and then like his handler and and breaker knows who the handler was he's like yeah breaker he was my tag partner and i toured here and then he would help train at school and he goes and it like the light bulb clicked so it it was he well he never called me that ever and so i think when you use that name he, he probably didn't register what did he call you he just called me Ryan always. Oh, okay. Got it. Who? Huh? What? I, I, I don't know if he ever knew my work name for years. <laughs> I was never sure. But Brian. Okay. Brian. Well, that makes more sense. I well, I I wasn't sure. So you know sure. Works. But but you know, I think it's one of those things having moments like that is is awesome. And speaking of Harley stories, I'll throw one at you guys that I just remembered. Um so back he talked about that weird kid in Ohio that he met one time, didn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we were all training, and he, usually what he would do is he sat in his office, he let us all warm up, and as we started doing, some, excuse me, started doing some stuff, he'd come out and watch those critiques out there and stuff. And he sat out at the table smoking. Someone had brought Bret Hart's book. And it was sitting there on the table. So Harley, you know, loves Brett, obviously. So he starts kind of thumbing through it. Well, in either in the front or the back, I can't remember. Brett had a whole bunch of characters he had drawn of the guys. Yep. And Harley's character was clearly him with the crown. And he had a cigarette in his mouth. And we're literally all bumping Harley's like, stop for a second. 
that son of a bitch drew me with a cigarette in my mouth. <laughs> and he literally said it with a cigarette in his mouth. And someone's like, what made you think he would do that? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> you got. I, I can just imagine the when because when they talk with the cigarette in their mouth, it's just it's flap, flap, flapping yeah. up and down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's got half ash at the end as well. Like it's good times. Yeah. Um, no, but I think I think you know you talking about meeting people that you that you you know have enjoyed and stuff. And I know cons are expensive, obviously. Uh, but I think it's it's a really cool thing to get to meet you know different people or get to see them. Um, a, there was a con here a few years ago. A friend of mine got to meet Kane Hodder, who I believe played Jason in like the last couple of Friday the Thirteenth, and he was a big horror fan. He was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like I didn't really know who he was, but it's like that, I mean, to me, that's what it's about mm-hmm. getting to meet people that you know are are from something that we grew up on. I think that's super cool. Like. You know, as a kid, I never would have thought as an adult, hey, maybe I'll get to meet one of the Power Rangers one day. Right. Because like, I, I don't know if cons were as big back then, you know. Um, right. I know somewhere up in like, I think it was in the Northeast, they actually did a 90s con. And like almost the entire cast of Full House, the entire cast of Family Matters, Step by Step, all almost all of them were there. And I'm like, dude, I'd be in freaking hog heaven if I got to meet. <laughs> a lot of those like that's the shows i grew up on so i'm like stuff like that's really really cool so i think the more we we can experience that ultimately the better i was at uh, in fact uh this sunday uh, when we record it will be this past sunday or when the show drops i should say uh stockton con is going on trish lita and hacksaw jim duggan will be there and i've already met yes. him i've already got most of their figures signed so i'm already good on them but i'm going more for the experience uh, yeah, one, right. it's a one, it's a day Scott and I can hang out and just exactly you know, go run around and you know look at vendors and all this stuff. And, and you never know what you might find. Well, we kind of need a new artist. Uh, we do need someone to help us draw some stuff. Uh, Jason Wolf had to put the brakes on some uh, artist work. So uh, and completely yep. understand, not bad mouthing or anything. Completely understand. So we might be in the hunt for a new artist, somebody to draw stuff. So. Definitely uh, might be looking for someone there. So we'll see. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good place to do it. A lot of artists usually. Hey, those yep. They sure. have like an, they have an artist alley. So yeah, exactly. To switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about some stuff we've been finding because I actually had some good luck at a store this, this week. And I, I was texting a, a friend of mine, Jason, who lives locally. And I was like, you know, it's crazy to go to a store to actually find what I'm seeking. That's not a feeling I'm used to. It's, That's a weird it, feeling. It's a, it's a rare feeling nowadays, man. But I walk into a random Target, and what's funny is he'll I'll tell him like, "Hey, I'm gonna hit up some stores," and he'll be like, "Hey, what are you looking for?" And I'm like, "I don't even know anymore. I'm just going, I guess." Like, I mean, I because you never know what you're gonna find. But I was actually looking for Street Fighter, and I found two Street Fighter Ken figures finally. So Jeff, I got one for you as well. Mm-hmm. Travis, you were Very lucky nice. enough to get one. A while the last back. time we recorded, yeah, I, I I paid my scalper price because I was <laughs> like. I am done driving to Targets looking. Yeah. Ken shopping, He Man shopping, because he looks like He Man. I got the buddy. Actually, I got the buddy discount over here, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was. It was legit, like one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. Like I actually see it, and uh, I grabbed it, and I um, like literally, I'm like, oh, because that's at the. 
this particular target, the collectible sections right in the front. And so I grab it. I'm like, do I want to walk around with this the whole time? I'm like, yes, because if I don't, someone's got to freaking snag these things. Yep. And, 100%. Uh, yeah. So uh, nothing else good there or anywhere else I shopped really, but I did find <laughs> those. So um, I don't know, man, it, it, it's kind of crazy how I feel like if I'm looking for something, I find nothing. Yep. If I'm not looking, it's like there it's plentiful. Like uh yep. as as most of you guys know, I've been more into Marvel Legends recently. I collected them a few years back, kind of got out of them, hadn't bought any in a while. But when I wasn't collecting, I felt like those shelves were clogged with Marvel Legends mm-hmm. every week. I haven't seen new Marvel Legends since Christmas. Like not at yeah. all. And I'm just like what is going on here? So uh, I'll throw it over to Jeff. We'll start with you. Have you found anything new or cool out in the wild at all? Nah, nothing at all, man. Uh, the coolest thing I've seen is you sending me a picture of Ken from Street Fighter. <laughs> that's about the, that's about it. I will say uh, I haven't gotten anything out in the wild, but I have gotten in uh, some of these uh, pro wrestling little micro brawler type things. Oh, yeah, those things. Yeah, this Ryan guy <laughs> sent them over to me. And uh, oh. I have a clue who that is. I have no idea who this Ryan guy is, but it was very nice of him to do. Uh, I also got in the sounds epic- like a chump. <laughs> I heard Harley has some stories about this Ryan guy. He probably but- <laughs> does, yeah. Um, but uh, actually, I also got in my Epic Toys British Bulldogs, and you took a picture of those and sent it to our little group chat. How how great are those, Breaker? So I I I kind of slept on Epic Toys for for a minute and. I actually, oddly enough, and I, I kind of regret this, I had Powers of Pain and Demolition pre-ordered, mm-hmm. and then I canceled it for whatever reason, because I'm like, I just can't, I guess my reasoning was I can't collect all of them. Right. And I really, like Demolition, I'll be honest, I don't think I need it since I have the originals. I I regret canceling Powers of Pain, because I really want those now. So if anyone has an extra set, hit me up. I, I, do, I do want them still, but um, so what changed my mind is I found a guy on one of the Facebook groups that had a loose set of headbangers mm-hmm. and he, I think needed some money and he was trying to sell them. It was a good deal. So I was like, I'll take them. And I honestly, like I was blown away at how good this looked. I was like, wow, these look really good. And I actually, I traded something for, from Travis for that Nick Aldis. Cause when I got in and I was like, this just does not look good. And right. the blue meanie was okay, but some of the, the early, and I know it's changed from cello to epic and everything, but some of the early figures were a little rough, I thought. And Adam Bomb had had a few issues and things like that. But, um, but I'll be honest, those headbangers were fantastic. Like all in all, I was like, these are really, really well done. Yeah. And so it kind of made me regret now passing on Powers of Pain and British Bulldogs. Well, they ended up doing a uh, damage carding set of the British Bulldogs. So I, I went ahead and jumped on that and ordered them. Just got those in. The only thing wrong with the card, there's a little scuff at the top, which mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But um, I will say, and I would like to get your guys' take on it, no J-hook on the card. Mm-hmm. So if you plan to display this, you're going to have your work cut out for you with how you're going to do it. You're going to just basically have to get a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like a figure protector or something yeah, to, yeah. to basically hang it up if you mm-hmm. have one or if you can find one. So, I, again, I'm not a mint on card guy. What did you guys think about that? Because it's not something I thought about until I got it in. I'm like, oh, you can't just hang this on the wall unless you do some some type of uh, craftsmanship, you know, because it's not there's nowhere to, to hang it from. 
Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting, interesting move. You can always put them on a desk or you can always put them on a, uh, like a cabinet type thing or on top of it. You can put them up there. Um, but it's okay. I'm not, I'm not stressed about it or anything like that. It's nothing big to me. Yeah. I, I just need to get one of those figure protectors that has, you know, for the two packs and then put that up. That's all I need to do. But, but to answer your question, the figures look awesome. Like it's a really, really good set. Um, the Bulldogs and baby blue is it hits a little differently. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> I know, I know we had the LJNs, but really up until Jack's classic, not a lot of British Bulldogs together. Mm-hmm. I know Jack's classic did a couple. And I think the deluxe were the deluxe ones in the baby blue. Uh, actually that one is, and actually let me turn my head to the right. Okay. So Davey was in the blue dynamite was in the red. Okay. Yeah. So okay. is this the first time we've had both of them in baby blue? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, I don't know. Like I've always, you know, I know you're a big British Bulldogs fan. I am too. Um, I, w- I will say my favorite gear was probably the white pants with like the union Jack um, trunks over, but this is a close second. And I think they just, they absolutely nailed it. And, you know, we, we, we kind of got the, the Davy boy original Hasbro that had that kind of gear. And then they did the dynamite that kind of matched it, which was fun. But this set is just, man, this screams like 1986 Bulldogs to me. Mm-hmm. And just seeing it, I'm like, man, that is a really, really cool set. And, you know, Epic, I, I think, too, they they have so many things in the pipeline. Like that Diamond Dallas page, I'm sure you guys have seen the, the prototype. Mm-hmm. That thing is freaking incredible. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the head, the body, and they're, they're making it kind of like elite style, I guess. So it's got extra arms a shirt even even has the rib tape that you can put on them i'm like wow that's really cool so it sounds like to me like they're not gonna be left uh left laying in the retro wars they're gonna make sure that they uh they show everybody they got some good stuff happening too they're making sure their voices are heard for sure for sure so yeah um the british bulldogs definitely is a, is a cool set i'm glad i have it now well the baby blue in the 80s was such a popular color and a lot of guys wore it the British Bulldogs did, mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog did, mm-hmm. the Rock and Roll Express even did. You yeah. know, it was a lighter blue, but it was still kind of that baby blue family, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Even Hogan yeah. wore blue. Remember, he wore blue trunks there for a hot second. Oh, he yeah. sure did. And so that blue color just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say symbolizes the 80s. I mean, but it was very popular and we tended to lean towards wrestlers having that color on them and they did not disappoint on these cello toys retros well i just think it's cool to have figures that like i think that's where like the demolition ones didn't hit as well for me because i'm like i don't know if i like the magnet heads which is i know i buy jason wolf ones and those have magnet heads but for an actual produced figure i'm like i'm not sure i like that and then putting them in the entrance gear i was like i'm not sure i like that so it wasn't that one just didn't hit where like powers of pain, it looks like there's just removable. So it's like that would have been cooler for me personally, but you know, can it I, is what it is. Can I tell you how many people I've gotten messages from saying, Hey, I kind of have FOMO on the powers of pain figures. And they yeah. asked, Hey, if you know anybody that has them, and I've been checking for them, but unfortunately, I've heard I they're going to redo them. Like they're going to re release them, which they should because oh, they they're are. awesome. I've heard unofficially that they have thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, because right now those are going for some buku bucks, to say the least, on the secondary market. I can imagine. 
Um, but we'll kick it over to you, Travis. Anything new or exciting you found out in the wild? Uh, yeah, I got real lucky and walked outside uh, this past Tuesday. Well, I guess last Tuesday. And FedEx dropped off a seven-foot box on my front porch. And I didn't have oh. to go very far. Um, oh, you bought a life-size Eligante. Nice. I did. I did. And you should have seen all of the fur coming out of the box. It was <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, you bought an animal. <laughs> you bought a bear with all the fur I, coming. Yes. See, I, I always hope yes. our listeners are going through like a drive through and like that's the part that the person working at Arby's hears are like, what in the hell is that guy listening to? Does that go that- back? To, does that go back to when Nate Ringskirts took a video of listening to the TV toy cast? And I said something about like, oh, that's me going through puberty or something at 44. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what we need is somebody going through a drive through and that part comes on context yes extra rb sauce extra rb sauce uh hold hold the horsey sauce thanks (laughs) well and and it's one of those things like you almost need to feel like you need to explain yourself yes hey these guys aren't you know putting bears in boxes (laughs) they're my friends they do a wrestling toy podcast you know never mind i'll just take my food see you can i just have my bag can i have my bag to go please i i need to get out of here the new guy the new guy on the show is an idiot so don't listen to him (laughs) yes i big dummy i uh i'm a big dummy but oh i uh, I was talking about me dude We'll both be dummies. Me uh, and you. That's about we're talking about that yeah. Ryan guy from earlier. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> um, but after nearly two years, I got my Masters of the Universe Origins Eternia playset in from the oh. from, from Mattel Creations. Um, and I have opened it and looked at it. I have not put it together. Um, because this thing is massive and it's now the, I, I, I'm not saying this as, as blasphemy because I know that what I'm about to say this, but like I have a USS flag and while that is huge, it's still very manageable because it's only like a foot off of the ground because of the aircraft carrier. Yeah. Like, and you've got one section that that's higher that you can place your figures in. Like the main tower of this thing is three and a half feet or four feet tall. And then there are two other three foot towers and a roller coaster thing. Like it's a, it's a amazing piece for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, what was weird is, um, and I, I was going to ask you guys this because it's from Mattel creations. Have you guys got anything from Mattel creations from your San Diego and it just shows up and they don't send you your shipping notification. So you don't know it's coming. And then all of a sudden, like FedEx was dropping off because I got two packages on like a Thursday. I got a uh, King Booker or King Grayskull because um, <laughs> he looks exactly like Booker T. It's it's scary. See that that that's how did they not make a Masters of the WWE universe of that? Like that's <laughs> that's a miss right there. But so I got King Booker or King Grayskull by himself on a Thursday, and I was like going through my email, as we all know. Like, did it hit spam? Did I just how did I miss? Like, I was going to get a package, 
And so then I went and looked back on Mattel Creations, and there was no record of it even being shipped to me. And it showed Eternia, nothing like, hey, your order from this date is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well. And then like four days later, Eternia shows up. So I that I was going to ask, because like, I know we all, through the retros and the ultimates in San Diego, like, have you guys ever gotten anything from Mattel Creations without a shipping notification? And you're like, oh, oh, there, there they are. I haven't, but I've heard of that happening. I know, um, is that a new character named Rock On that they put on? Or Yeah, yeah, Rock yeah. On, Stonedar and Rock On. So I've heard people are already getting that. Mine said it was a pre-order. I don't know. So it's, I've seen people post like, wow, I thought this was a pre-order. It already showed up. Mine's scheduled for May that I ordered. So I have, I don't know. Like, it's like, I'm legit, like, I have no clue if if that's coming or not um definitely wild but i mean something like eternia you would think that they would want like you know shipping i didn't even have to sign for it either that that's the other thing that kind of scared me this box was huge like i, I like yeah. it's lengthwise it's taller than my daughter my six-year-old daughter and up to my eight-year-old shoulders and you would think i live in a nice neighborhood so i don't ever knock on wood um, worry about package pirates or anything like that to come and you know yeah. feel any porch pirates whatever they're called but had i not been home and i was four hours from coming home i would have definitely been a little nervous because like i had no idea it was even showing up but other than that uh, it's great they took the I, from the looks of it they took the original molds and just highlighted them made them a little more detailed or hd um modi was in it the little moat creature he was really cool he's in his own individual package uh it was that one thing that i always wanted as a kid and i I've, I've told it on here like I, my my parents it we were just when we when we found it it was like, hey, we can't get it right now. And when they could get it, we could never find it. So it was just like, yeah, that that kid thing. And like, I I called my mom and I said it's here, and I I showed her, and she goes, well, um, it's only taken me uh, about thirty eight years since we originally looked for it, <laughs> but I can officially call myself a good parent now because there's nothing <laughs> else that you've ever needed in life, uh, because. All you've talked about is Eternia the past 38 or so years. So to, no, I, I was very I'm very happy with it. I'm glad it's here. I'm trying to figure out how I can because it like this is gonna be a floor piece. Like this is not oh, yeah. a table. My my daughter, Graceland, is more excited to put it together than than I am. She's like, Dad, like this is where He-Man lives. I'm like, I know. She goes, <laughs> We could put it next to the Barbie house. I went we could but... <laughs> we need so, a time we need a time lapse video of you putting it together oh my gosh yeah it's it it was a chunk of change and i'm glad i was able to 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 finagle the benefactors into to doing it and i'm glad i did it it was definitely worth the wait and i would have never thought at 42 years old almost 43 that i would be this excited over a playset. So are they still going for fourteen hundred bucks on eBay right now? Uh, they they've lowered it a little bit. They're about twelve 
Club 13. Oh so, I mean, there's still, you guys made a good point last week. Like, I'm never going to pay. I mean, after taxes and shipping, there was an additional 120 on top of. Sounds the, about right. The on top of the uh, 550 that it costs. So, I mean, this was not all in. You were around 660, 670. And it's a lot of money. Yeah. Like you guys said, like people are now okay with paying double and then paying. I can't even imagine what you would pay to ship this thing. Be, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's heavy, but I, I don't want to say I lucked out, but I, I'm very happy that the, that I did it. And I know even when it was out, I was like, man, do I need to do this? Do I need to do it? No, you don't. Yeah. Need. But it's, it was worth it. That's awesome. And I, I know I told you I requested uh, pictures when it's officially set up so we can post them and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a, that's a cool get. And you have to be wearing underoos with a sword and send that to breaker. <laughs> I mean, I'm not requesting pictures of you in your undies, but, you know, <laughs> But Just, you probably will see my butt if you are getting pictures of me and sprawl, because, uh, sprawl eagle saying I have the power, dude. That's what I you gotta do. Send power. that, send that right on over, dude. <laughs> done, done, and done. Hey, Breaker's seen quite a few people in their uh, trunks. So uh, what's? I mean, come on now. Nothing where, offends where me anymore. Like, <laughs> after my time in wrestling, like, like I, like I always tell people, I get offended by very little. So if you offend me, then it's. It's over the line. You're so desensitized. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> one more thing I want to bring up, because this is kind of a random thing. Uh, we may have talked about it before, but I saw a new article on it because I was kind of wondering, I'm like, did I imagine that or is that legit? But apparently uh, here in 2024, talk of the town is Mattel is bringing back Street Sharks. Um, the 30, an 30 year anniversary, because I think it debuted in 1994 um, of Street Sharks. I never owned a single Street Shark my whole life. Always thought they were cool. It was a cool toy line. Um, I know like a two years ago or so, Mattel did a Mattel Creations. Like they did three characters on Mattel Creations for Street Sharks. And um, they, I mean, I was actually going to get them, but they were like 75 bucks a piece. They were a little on the pricey side. I was like, gosh, dang. Um, but apparently there's there was a poll sent out. Like, what's the line you like to see return? And Street Sharks won. So Mattel might be bringing back uh, Street Sharks. Travis, I'll start with you. Any thoughts or memories on Street Sharks? I remember it. It didn't seem like it lasted long, but it was always a toy line I would have enjoyed. I just never had any. It hit when everyone tried to be Ninja Turtles. And yes. at the time when I saw it, I went, I'm going to collect Ninja Turtles. I don't need knockoff sharks, even if they right. did have a cartoon. And like they were cool looking, but they weren't Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and, you know, my Ninja Turtles. So, you know, eight year old, nine year old Travis at the time uh, snuffed them, snobbed them off because they weren't Ninja Turtles. And looking back, like they, they were great. Um, I, I hope that. I hope they do a, a new line and, and even do what Toy Biz is doing. And you, if they've still got access to those old molds, do a, a vintage line with some, you know, different paint schemes or to make them look, change the date on the bottom of the foot and, and re-release uh, those original figures. Because I know that they, they are very, uh, they're highly sought after, highly collectible. And, and a lot of them are hard to find because, 
nobody, I don't want to say nobody, a lot of people didn't buy them because this was right when action figures were, were getting big, big, and you could, you know, have an action figure of anything. And this was a Saturday morning cartoon, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I, I think, um, I, I, I think if the defa- if the fans demand it, it'll probably happen. We may see something like an individual release around San Diego as like testing the waters and then go full, full blast from there. I hope it's like a, an official like line where they're not like all 75 bucks. I understand doing that for like the diehards, but I'm like, man, if you want it to be like a competitive line, you're going to have to make it affordable. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any, any memories of street sharks? No, I'd have zero. I remember them. Uh, I remember the cartoon. I didn't really watch the cartoon. If it was on, it would just be on in the background while I played with toys. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really pay attention to it. If if I'm not mistaken, Mike the Cleaner was big into Street Sharks, wasn't he? I don't know. It's one of those lines where, like I said, I remember it, and I'm sure I watched the cartoon, but I don't. It says 94 here. Uh, 94 okay. to 97, so it actually ran for a minute. Wow. Uh, had 40 episodes across three seasons. Um, apparently you can actually uh, stream it on Peacock, Pluto TV, the Roku channel and prime video. Oh, okay. If you're interested in watching street sharks, it's not impossible to find. Um, and like I said, the, the figures were great. Like they had really cool packaging where they were like kind of in a cage. Yeah. I remember Mm -hmm. I thought they were great. And like I said, these new Mattel creations ones, I was actually going to get all of them until I found out they were 75 bucks each. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, I can't I can't swing that. And so um so I ended up I eventually just passed and I'm hoping this leads to new characters cuz to me like what made the Masters of the Universe Origins line so cool is they have all the originals but then we got the Sunman characters too. We got new stuff mm-hmm. thrown in. So it's like you created what was old but then you made it bigger. Right. To me, that's awesome. So I hope it's something similar. I, I don't remember there being a big demand for this, but if it went on for three mm-hmm. seasons, that, I mean, that's impressive because a lot of cartoons, if you're not getting any ratings or the toys aren't moving, you're pretty much done after two seasons. So the fact they got an extra one. Well, and, and what's crazy about it for me, this is this is my my opinion, is I didn't think it was probably a big hit because they never had a video game. Because I felt like any toy line or cartoon of that era always had a video game like there was no but again street sharks if it came in 94 to 97 you're kind of in that in between period where like super nintendo and sega is kind of dying down yeah playstation is about Mm -hmm. to take off and so it didn't i guess it just never happened but man i would have been all about a street sharks video game that could have been a lot of fun last week i was talking to somebody at scott's party and we were talking about the Aladdin Sega Genesis game. Oh, it's so good. It was excellent. And I remember, too, it was raining out. Scott and I were both home that day waiting for WCW to come on at three in the afternoon. We popped on Aladdin right after Superstars ended. And we were trying to beat the game before WCW came on. And, you know, you brought up video games. and It just kind of triggered that memory of talking to somebody last week. And they said, oh, I love that game. I had played the hell out of Aladdin for Sega Genesis. I was like, the happiest memory is me and Scott just sitting there with the boombox on with Jerky Boys 
or the Adam Sandler comedy CD <laughs> and just laughing our asses off while playing Aladdin trying to beat that game before WCW came on. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I got my Sega Genesis a little later than most, but I uh-huh. got it for a, bir- a birthday one year. And of course, you know, you got to get games. So right. it uh, it came with Sonic 2. Okay. And uh, so, like I said, I got it a little bit later. And I ended up also on my birthday, got Sonic Spinball, which I loved because my cousins had it. I played it and I thought it was super fun. Well, my when my mom bought it, it had some type of promotion wherever she bought it from. And on the cover, it, you know, it, it would kind of like on the box, it would kind of show everything laid out. So it showed the Sega, the one controller, Sonic 2. And then there was a black box that just said free game. And so inside they're doing a promotion where you could pick a free game from this list of like 20 games that they had. And I had to go in order from one to 20 of the game I wanted the most to the game I wanted the least. And so I, I put Sonic Spinball at number 20 since I just got it. And then I, I somehow numbered the, my mom helped me. We numbered all the rest of them. And I don't remember where it was at, but they sent me Aladdin. And I was like, yes, oh, okay, cool. But then I played it. And I'm like, this game is freaking awesome. Like you that know, is Aladdin was really good. When you yeah, talk it, about when you talk about excellent video games, that is so underrated. Because there, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that didn't say Aladdin was a, a it had like a so-so no game. business being that good. Like in like the levels where he's like in the 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 market area or mm-hmm. in the desert or then like he's in like the genie's lamp or um, there's one where he's just on the magic carpet. Yes, like, it was such a cool game. Yeah, it, and it was interactive too. So it, what you didn't just like, and I what I mean by that, the levels were interactive. So you weren't yeah. just like going. It, it wasn't your typical side Ninja scroller. Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden Mario side scroller. Hit them, shoot them, slice them with a sword. Like you know, if you you could grab a a, a bird's tail and he'd fly you across, or if you hit not the roof but like the, like the, the canopy, canopy. Right. yeah the canopy in the in the market you would bounce higher or mm-hmm. um, the camel spit at you like it yes. was a, it was just you could also jump on the camel's back and jump yeah yeah and it would kind of bounce you yeah he and you could collect apples and throw them right and like mm-hmm. you know to, to defeat enemies you had a sword uh, yeah what well, i remember like even like if you you could jump on like these like I guess like laundry lines maybe and he would shimmy across them mm-hmm. but when he jumped up there he he connected the sword to his pants right so like you know, like little things that were like wow that's like it was very cleverly put together and the graphics the graphics were fantastic yes yes so it was almost fun. like playing the movie essentially it really like, was yeah kids uh if you've learned anything from this episode, go watch Home Alone and play Aladdin on Sega. <laughs> and meet your heroes. <laughs> and meet your heroes. And sewer sharks are $75. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's main event time. Are you guys ready? Yes. Uh, actually, one other thing before we move oh, on. Yeah, please. I was talking to my coworker and I go, hey, by the way, last week on the TV Toycast, we talked about Crossfire. And his eyes perked up and he goes, crossfire like he sang it (laughs) that was like the first words out of his mouth and i was like i take it you played crossfire and he goes oh god i loved crossfire he goes my neighbor had it and he said so basically every day after school i would finish my homework it'd be about 4 30 5 o'clock 
head right on over to the neighbor's house right next door. And we would play Crossfire for about an hour and a half until I had to go home for dinner. And he goes, oh, I loved Crossfire. And I was like, wait, you played Crossfire for an hour and a half? But I told him, I said, when I was watching the videos, I said a lot of people ran out of BBs because they would fire them off so fast and they'd be like, oh crap, I don't have any. He goes, well, he goes, that's true, but you would kind of palm some just to have some extra. He goes, yes, you would fire them across. And he goes, you would always, your well would always run dry. Just no matter what happened, your well would run dry. So you always palmed a couple extra and then you would pump them in when um, you didn't have any in your well. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, he kind of, I don't want to say it was a crossfire savant, <laughs> but he knew his stuff. Well, it's it's one of those games where I, I think all of us remember the commercial like so yes. fondly. And, yep. and toy commercials back in those days, man, were just huge. And here's another thing, too, I'll I'll throw out at at you guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not. I've noticed a trend with streaming services where almost all of them have ads now. Netflix incorporated ads. Hulu always had ads. Disney Plus incorporated ads. I think Amazon Prime incorporated ads. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I think, I don't know if HBO Max did. Paramount Plus has ads. And initially, it's like, that sucks. And I used to complain on Hulu because I had the ad version because they played the same commercial. Like if you have a commercial break and it's like a minute and a half, I saw one time I saw the same commercial three times and and I'll never forget. It was a Macy's commercial with these kids, like Mm -hmm. getting their back to school clothes and they're dancing down the hallway. Yeah. And like all the kids are dancing and by the lockers. And I'm like, I, I mean, I don't care at all, but three times I really don't care. Like I'm not (laughs) digging this at all. Like, why are you showing me three times the same commercial? Like, what's the point of that? You know, and but I've noticed since all these streaming services started adding commercials, I'm actually starting to see stuff that's like of interest to me. Okay, enough movie trailers, um, Happy Meal. I saw a Happy Meal commercial. We talked about that before, right? Oh, you did. yeah, I did, and like I don't remember what the toy is now. I was but gonna I say, what's like, the toy? Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't like one I was into. I was like, eh, okay, but I was like, oh, okay. So, in a weird way, this is kind of how it's gone down for me. We all had when we got the advent of cable, we had all the commercials. We got used to that. Then around two thousand or so, maybe two thousand three or four, DVR kind of became a thing, and people were like, wow, we can fast forward commercials. This is the greatest thing ever. And and so then it let eventually led a few years later to streaming services and no commercials and all that. And then like now that's all kind of coming back. Yes. But if we're able to actually like find information from that, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh let's dive into WCW Smash and Slam here. I'm on uh wrestling figure database. We'll throw a plug out to them. If you guys want to look up any wrestling figures, that is the definitely the best website to go to. We normally use Figure Realm, but anytime it's a wrestling line, I like to go to Wrestling Figure Database, and um, we'll dive into uh, to Smash and Slam Series 1. So before we dive into the actual figures here, we, we kind of talked about them a little bit. Jeff, I, I want to know your, your initial thoughts before you eventually soured on these, because like I said, original San Francisco toy makers had kind of gone through several iterations. We initially had like the LJN style, which I actually dug those. I thought those were fun. Um, and then they went to vibrating figures, which was god awful. Still, probably the weirdest wrestling figure of all time. No, maximum sweat is. Oh, see, okay. Now, now <laughs> that you bring that up, 
<laughs> Travis, I don't know if you know about this yet, but Daniel Cross wants to debate Jeff and and show him that Maximum Sweat is far superior to L, than LJN in his opinion. Well, I know opinions are like assholes, and we all have them. And and, 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 and Daniel Cross's opinion stinks. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. Cross fire. <laughs> Maximum Sweat is horrible other than Kane and Gangrel. So his opinion were he he his his thing was like <laughs> he wants his figures to be cartoony and fun. And that's what Maximum Sweat were, which I agree with. But the sweat feature and his whole thing is if you take the sweat feature away, they're fun. I never had any as a kid, so I never tried to play with them. I don't know. Um, I will say this in his defense. The first time I saw them, they stopped me in my tracks because I'm, but it was mostly like a, what in the hell is this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think I'm going to just let Daniel bury himself. He might do it. Let him, <laughs> He might do that. I'll, I'll just let him go. And he's going to just bury himself with those figures. I mean, because as Nate and I were joking around about, because uh, he listened to TV toy cast last week, it was basically uh sun uh, uh bat boy from uh sun magazines or what was those magazines that you would see in the grocery store that were weekly world news was it weekly world news yes national oh. inquirer national mm. uh, yeah remember it was like bat boy exists and then you see ah! yeah exactly <laughs> and that's what gang that's what gangrel looked like it was like bat, yes it was like bat boy i was like okay i understand wanting cartoonish figures you know figures to look a little cartoony mm-hmm. That is to the extreme. That's like so yes. far to one side. Like that's past cartoonish. That's cartoon crap. Why mm-hmm. did Gangrel's shirt have a tint of blue? Do you guys remember? Uh, no, I it didn't make sense. Like you know, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like even his Titantron live figure was like that. And I'm like, his shirt was like always like super like it looked bleached white, right? Like it was as white yes. as it could be. Yep. I never got that. I didn't either. Hey, Chinese New Year from Jax. There you go. <laughs> so that'll be interesting uh, when that comes up. But anyway, back to, to WCW Smash and Slam from Toy Biz. This is their first offering. And here's the thing. Toy Biz, and Travis, you know this, they had been they had been kicking on all cylinders here because we've, I mean, they've been nailing Marvel for a number of years at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they dove into some other toy lines and stuff that they did pretty well on. So when they got the line, like to me, it was like, oh, this is like a legit company. These are going to be great. And it just didn't really go that way. I feel like they were either knock it out of the park great or horrible. Like Sting, amazing. Scott Hall, pretty amazing. Now, granted, his his pose was a little weird. He was too skinny to me. But... Then you got like Goldberg or Lex Luger, and you're like, that's not like, yeah. And I'm just going to keep it to this first series. We're not going to get into Mafia, Howard Stone, Bret Hart, right, right. <laughs> oh, we're not going uh, into Brett. Nope, nope. <laughs> All right, but Lion Tamer, Chris Jericho, the like construction the, worker Goldberg. Right. I just feel like they were great, and when you looked at them, the colors were there. And they tried really hard because every one of the figures of this first series also had a variant. So you could Mm -hmm. get, you know, a couple different options, but it just like Hollywood Hogan was good, but Macho Man's head looked goofy. And it it just was, 
it, it was just so hit or miss, at least for myself. And But like, I will quote the Bruce Pritchard podcast when they're like, oh, he looked great. And then the bell rung. Well, then mm-hmm. the bell rung with these. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, I see what you did there, but it, it was a miss. Yeah. So we'll kind of, I'm going to go through a wrestler and we'll kind of go through the different iterations that he has. Um, we'll start with this one because I thought this was a very unique idea. The giant, um, I believe this was one of his last WCW figures before he ultimately uh, joined the WWF at the time. I thought this was one of the better ones. He was huge and he came mm-hmm. with a small Ray Mysterio, which I had never seen like a wrestler come with like another figure like that's like okay without it being like a two-pack a figure being an accessory yeah but he even had like his hand and it didn't really work well but the thumb almost was articulated so you could squeeze for the choke slam Mm -hmm. which was like well that's pretty cool um and likeness on this i mean granted the giant doesn't have a lot of different looks especially at this time just the one strap singlet like andre but i thought this was a pretty good version of the giant here it's not bad i why did they have to pick on ray mysterio also did ray mysterio get royalties from this figure that's a i would hope he did but i don't know i think they switched it because i think the first now i don't know that and this this might be oh you're like right a, because it was like an unmasked luchador it was mask, later mask luchador so i don't know if it said like ray mysterio at first and they moved it, it to mask luchador but i remember specifically there was the giant and mask luchador so actually sorry to jump ahead but goldberg came with a mask wrestler that's right the giant came with where did travis go where'd he go he disappeared oh there he is hi travis Hi. Uh, I'm caffeinating. Uh, Barks has no Barks root beer. I think those are caffeine free. Those are caffeine free, bud. No, Bark Barks is the only root beer with uh, caffeine. That's why Barks has bite. Oh, there you go. Learned something new today. Goddamn. (laughs) I'll be damned. Is that a good? Is that a a goddamn? (laughs) But so, so. Uh, Goldberg came with a masked wrestler. The Giants came with Rey Mysterio. And on the package uh, here, it actually says with Rey Mysterio Jr. bonus figure. So yes, yeah, I would assume he got a royalty from this, but it's hard to say. Had to have. Um, I will say, I know a lot of these had variants. The Giant, I know there was a two pack version later that actually had the neck brace, mm-hmm. but is not actually part of this first wave. Um, I was at that match. That was my first WCW pay-per-view. Sold out 97. Scary, I bet, to see that. Uh, It was weird because even live, you're like, there's no way he's going to jackknife this guy. And then the whole the coffee thing happened. And then you're like, he's dead. I've just seen a seven-foot man (laughs) die. Die. Yep. Scary. Uh, Next up, we got the one and only Hollywood Hogan, brother. In his trademark NWO gear, he's got a couple of variants here, but the first one I'm looking at has the classic NWO removable tank top, kind of like the Hogan cut, right? That's what I always called this, where it was almost like a flap, right? Like a poncho almost. Mm -hmm. And um, he's got his Hollywood bandana, his 
they even did the 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 hogan gloves like they molded the hogan gloves which i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. and um he comes with a spray paint can and a, and a set of steel stairs um i thought this was a i mean the, the head's off but this isn't a bad hogan all, all no. in all uh, honestly, I think Scott did a better job on his custom that he tried doing. Whoa! Oh, shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's there's the next T-shirt. Shots yeah. fired and the crossfire. <laughs> but the face on it is terrible. Come on now, I mean that's bad. Oh, it's it's a horrible. Okay, but we're, this is also you have to understand this is the same era of like WWF Titantron Live. I, I don't I'm think not... I need to show you that Billy Gunn figure to tell you like. Or maximum sweat, yeah, you know, exactly. Same thing. I mean, but <laughs> figures were bad at this point, so anything you had that looked decent, you're like, Hey, I like it. <laughs> there wasn't much at this time. This was this is kind of like the dark years of wrestling figures for me, is this yeah. 96 mm-hmm. to 99 because ECW kind of started to kick out of it a little bit because EC, even ECW had some issues, you know, when putting Tommy Dreamer in that yellow shirt that was oh, that was just disgusting. To to be fair, I thought their their sculpts were good. Some of some of their paint jobs were super questionable, but like the original run were all pretty good. Like the yes. weird yellow sleeves and stuff that was odd, but for the most part, like and then like they did a Rob Van Dam in red and they gave him red wrist tape. I'm like, what are we doing here? But yeah, the, everything else was fine. So the carding on this, it's the wrestler kind of to the upper left of the uh, packaging, and it's got yep. their face. The packaging screams WCW. Oh, so yeah. The- oh. I actually like the Smash and Slam logo a lot. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So kudos to the packaging team over at Toy Biz on this. But uh, uh, that's where my, as far as my kudos are going on this one, man. One thing that's kind of cool, too, is if you look at the bottom and it shows the the guy, the, you know, the figure, like kind of like a picture of the figure. Yes. And then it shows the guy's name, but it also shows his affiliation because that was big at the time. And yeah. so Hogan and Giant both are NWO black and white, which is kind of fun. Um, so Sting, we got him up next. He, of course, his logo, his representation is NWO Wolfpack, although this figure doesn't quite represent that. And uh, he's got his trench coat and his bat, which I believe the bat had been done, but the trench coat hadn't yet, which was classic Sting. And uh, the packaging, with, oddly enough, has Wolfpack tomato face Sting. Um, but... Yeah. This figure, if I remember right, his arms, you could pull them back like he was doing the stinger splash, mm-hmm. which was kind of a fun, fun little feature to have. Sting figures for Toy Biz, that's the bright spot in a big pile yeah. of crap. You know, Agreed. I said what I said. No, you I did. mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, they came out with that Sting five pack, you know, the mm-hmm. evolution. Evolution is saying that one was great. That's that's really good. Um, but other than that, yeah, not much to say. Yeah, I know obviously they did variants of this in the uh where we had a little bit of a different scorpion logo, and then I know they did him in the red and black wolf pack look, which was kind of more what he was wearing at the time. Um and, they did and one kinda... with a different head at there towards the end, too. He had like a thicker, bigger head, I think. Yeah, you're right. I, I see that right here. Yeah, he definitely has a it's a much better head sculpt, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and Hogan, going back to him, he actually he also came out with an NWO Wolfpack painted on shirt and a, a slightly different head sculpt. 
Oh, the NWO Wolfpack painted on shirt. The glasses were removed, and then he has another NWO one. So they're all kind of the same, but a little bit different. Um, but yeah, that's thing. You're you're right. It's definitely one of the brighter spots. This next one, however, is not Lex Luger, who comes with a police barricade that's breakable and leather pants. To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> he was wearing black jeans a little bit at this time on TV and it was wrestling in them. And it was kind of weird that he did that, but he did do that a little bit. And, and so I think that's what they were going for. But yeah, this one, of course, he represents the wolf pack. For whatever reason, I got super into the wolf pack as a kid. I thought it was awesome. The theme music helped. That definitely helped. But it was one of those things where like sting and luger joined it's like oh i have to be into this now this is awesome mm-hmm. right um but yeah this figure this didn't this wasn't it head sculpt was horrible it it ranks up there with titan tron billy gun for yeah worst wrestling head of all time yeah it's not the best and he also has a variant where he has a uh painted on a uh, black wolf pack shirt and the wolf pack logos on his belly for some reason um Ooh. It actually looks worse. So yeah, there looks you go. worse. <laughs> and not not the best, uh, not the best Luger figure of all time. Uh now we have um Scott Hall, who had a couple of versions, obviously in the black and white or in the black and red. He came with a sting mask, which I thought was an incredible accessory. Mm-hmm. I didn't have this figure, so I don't know if like you could actually pop it on him or not, but you could. That's that's pretty cool. He also had a breakable table. Again, not super commonplace at the time so they were kind of doing okay with the accessories he has a removable vest which i believe is the first time we've ever seen that in a scott hall or razor figure the removable vest so so toy biz is doing some good here right because razor the hasbro and the jacks bca you didn't have a removable vest the bendum didn't have a vest at all and so this is the first time we've actually seen that my complaint with this figure is Scott Hall is a pretty lanky guy, but he's got some thickness to him. This figure is way too skinny. Actually, uh, correction, Scott Hall's vest was removable on the Remco. That doesn't count. No, you're what? right. What? <laughs> Remco, damn. Big Scott Hall got me. <laughs> I just had to say that. Uh, I know you're Even a wild, he... wild Bill Irwin fan, all right? Oh, were... Son of a bitch. <laughs> The long riders. You are the first person I've ever banned from the meetup. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, I, I agree that he was lanky, but I give Toy Biz a ton of credit because they tried to do two different things with this figure. Obviously, they tried to work it where he could do the razor's edge because yeah, when you rose his arms, they were they came forward very very similar to like the Hasbro power slam, right? But the way that they packaged him, he looked like he when he was mocking the giant in the ring, <laughs> which was so funny, like Frankenstein. It, yeah. <laughs> so whoever thought of that, a plus because yeah. you're. That's two birds with one stone, but he was a little narrow to, to say yeah. that. He he was already on DDP yoga at the time. Exactly. His face is as pasty white as mine right now because it's wintertime. I'm looking at the face and like he has like a red beard almost like and like. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not perfect, but 
I will say after looking at it again, it's it's not a terrible figure. Yeah, pain apps, articulation's a little off, but it's it's not bad. You put the sting mask on it, it makes it look a lot better. Oh, 100%. So yeah, you don't have to look at the face. The sting mask has got a better tan than he does. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like I mentioned before, Scott Hall also has a variant in the red. I think that was his own that and that was the one variant that I thought made the most sense because we saw both yes. we saw him kind of wear both of those. Next, uh, next up, we got the one and only. We already talked about this, but we'll mention again Goldberg, who uh, came with a masked wrestler, just kind of a generic mask guy that he could basically demolish. But he also included um, the WCW World Title, and this is a, a big one because this is actually like the plated big gold belt. First time we've ever seen a belt like this in a toy line. I believe because up at this point, yes. Jax was only doing like, like the crappy belts, right? I, I mean, yeah. I, have they ventured mm-hmm. into that yet? No, they hadn't ventured into this, this style at least. By the way, I owe Daniel an apology. Not only was the figures that he's going to defend Maximum Sweat looking like Bad Boy from the National Enquirer, this uh, Goldberg also is like Bad Boy from the National Enquirer, except yes. with, except with a goatee. It's not it's not the best. I no. will say No, it's not. <laughs> articulation wise, because I did I did have this. His arms were done in a way where he could perfectly do the spear. So okay. they, they were looking at playability. And I'm just trying to defend it. Also, with this Ramus or Mask Luchador gave him they added a, an additional waistband around the belt that Goldberg could grab because his right arm. Yeah, it kind of hooked for the jackhammer. It it hooked for the jackhammer, so they did do that. And then also, um, I don't know if you guys remember this or if I'm remembering this, but Goldberg came out after the original series, so Goldberg was a a single-packed by himself. Yes. And if I recall, this Goldberg figure was a KB Toys exclusive for a while because... You may be right there. Maybe I only saw him at KB, but I, I do remember that the Goldberg craze happened after this bit, after these came out. And then all of a sudden, like they were doing boxes of like Goldberg wasn't in the, the regular shipping boxes and he was an individual actually, shipping. Actually, great job. There was a Goldberg with a tank top that was KB Toys exclusive. It actually said it on the lower left-hand part of this. He's wearing a KB Toys shirt, actually. Now you okay. say that. Now, what's interesting oh. is um, is the the original Goldberg that came with the masked wrestler. There's a variant of looks like he is figures the same, but the masked guy is in red or blue, so you can get both those versions. But then the KB Toys version. Now, what's interesting about this? It has the updated WCW logo. Yes. Kind of the, the more sharp one, and um, which I never liked as well. And he comes with this massive barbell that he's curling, but he's got the KB Toys uh, shirt. So, yeah, KB Toys exclusive Goldberg. Smart move on their part. Good memory, Travis. I'm good for something. <laughs> the useless right. Goldberg figure knowledge. for 600, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up we got the macho man randy savage one of everyone's favorites uh, probably not this figure necessarily but nope um the guy himself uh-uh. he comes with a fold-up chair which was perfect for any wrestling figure uh this version is wolf pack style so he's got the uh the black and the red removable vest uh the glasses the madness bandana um is it the best macho man randy savage figure uh, i would say probably not 
Um, not the worst of the line, not the best. That's that's my thoughts. All these faces look like Wallace and Gromit type uh, claymation style. Yeah, Tra- Travis knows what I mean. I mean, yeah, I do. That's I, I was thinking something similar. Like all these guys look like they've smashed their face up against the window of the bus, or they kind of have like a stewy face where it's like smashed down. Mm-hmm. Their head isn't elongated like a football, like Stewie's, but the faces are very yep. compacted. Yes. They ended up doing Macho Man again later with a um, uh, in the black and white. But I remember a two pack at this time also where he was in black and white with Miss Elizabeth. With him and Elizabeth. Yes. Which I think (laughs) that's the first Elizabeth figure since LJN. LJN. Yeah. Looking back now, I didn't I don't think I realized the significance of that, you know, but that's that was pretty big, you know. Yeah. It's the first time we'd seen them in a two pack in years. Um, uh, Going through here, got a few more. Big sexy Kevin Nash, who comes with a uh, a referee, which was mm. to me a pretty cool accessory. It allows you to have a a referee in your line, and he's kind of smaller, but a referee should be smaller. Kevin Nash, of course, represents the Wolf Pack. He's got his uh, classic uh, black and red singlet with the fringe, like on the side. Yeah, um, I know we've already mentioned the hair. Uh, thoughts on this guy? He looks like he's got Dairy Queen's soft serve swoosh as <laughs> hair. Like, and I know that that was his thing, his lion's mane and big sexy, but they tried, that, they failed, you know. Yeah. Oh, it, it's a it's a big fail. But the the figure was cool. We got uh Lil Nate, what's a, a Charles Robinson. It's, I always thought it was Charles Robinson. Like be wrong but i was i think they just gave it generic referees they didn't have to pay royalties but i think you're right yeah it's supposed to be charles robinson it looks like his variant on his singlet he's got one that says nwo and one that says nash so slight variations not hugely different i think Um, they did color hair variants too there may have been like a blonder version and like a dark brown yeah yeah the 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 one with the nash singlet's definitely a blonder version i will say with the blonder version it actually looks a lot better as far as the hair, in my opinion, it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely something. I'll say that. <laughs> Jeff loves this. He's line. got well, chocolate, chocolate soft serve or vanilla soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Another thing that kind of annoys me with these figures is how big the shoulders are. And I know that was part of the articulation, and you know, try at that time. That's 1999 technology. But I mean, if you look at the shoulders, they're not up near the shoulder it's kind of like down a little bit like it's drooping a little bit and yeah uh, I, if you look at the goldberg it's very obvious on the goldberg i can't unsee that now now that you mentioned it and i think it's the pin joints too that kind of yeah that go through the shoulders yes. you see the the, yes. the pin joints yep do you know who's happy about a crappy goldberg figure bret hart shitty i hope he didn't get paid any money off of that extra i can't believe i can't believe goldberg got paid for anything (laughs) in wrestling he's out there hurting people hey at least he didn't get mule kick action to kick brett's head into the seventh row at starcade and you know what's funny and sorry chad but if you watch that (laughs) if you watch that it doesn't even look like goldberg's foot makes contact because it looks like brett got his hand up Correct me if I'm wrong, Breaker. If you slow it down, uh huh. Watch it in slow mo. You can see that he actually he knocks the way out of him. Okay, got it. 
I have always thought that, Jeff, as well as the Shawn Michaels getting backdropped onto the casket. Every time I see that, I'm like, it's like he grazes it. And I'm like, yes. How did that completely take Shawn Michaels out of wrestling? I'll say this about wrestling. A lot of times when guys are wanting out, they try to find a reason to do it. I'm not saying either of these two guys did that, but okay, like I, I had heard Brett couldn't wrestle anymore. And he does the deal with Vince at WrestleMania. And if you remember, he did a couple of things too, where he was like part of team WWE when they fought the Nexus. Uh, yeah. He, he won the U S title from the Miz. Yeah. The whole deal was he couldn't take bumps. And I'm like, well, here's the thing to any level. Cause I was in the company around that time. I'm not in there, but I was, all these things have been put in place. You had to pass physicals and all this stuff to be allowed in the ring. It's like a, it was like a company-wide mandate. And I know when I did my medical run, even Brock Lesnar had to do one. If anyone was going to be exempt, it would be him. And he wasn't. So I have always wondered if Brett was as hurt as he claims. I'm still a Brett fan, but same with Sean, you know. Sometimes it's a good excuse to kind of just go off, you know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I've always I've always wondered that too because like okay, here's the deal: if Sean's back is actually broken, you can't be a referee. He did a guest referee spot several times. True, if your back's actually broken. You're not coming out dancing, you know. So if you're in that much pain, you couldn't come back five years later and then wrestle for another nine and work the style he worked, and you know. But was his back broken or was it a disc? I think it was hurt and I'm sure he was injured, but I don't think he was. I think he just was like needing a break and wanted out. Okay. Yeah. I, and I think that I, was I, the case for a lot of them. I've always seen that. And it's like, oh, it's when he hit the casket. And I'm like, I've watched it and I've watched it. And I'm like, I mean, I could see where that's a smart. That, yeah, that's smart. But like, but we're, we're seeing Kevin Owens power bomb guys on the side of the ring, and they're okay. Mick Foley got thrown off the cage through a table, and he wrestled like he did a run in later that night. Yes, you know he, do, he doesn't yeah, remember, it, but he, he did it. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I, I I'm not so not so sure on any of that stuff, but sometimes you have to find the right footage to make it make sense and. You said if you slow it down, you can see where the boot makes contact with Brett. If you slow it down, and there's, I, it was one of the documentaries they did. They did it in slow motion. You can see it hit him right in the temple. Okay. And you uh-huh. can see it really rock his head back. And, but his hand looks up, but it goes, it hits uh, him like right above his hand. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you can see him immediately kind of grab his head. Yeah. But yeah, he also yeah. he also mentioned, I think it was in one of the. Um, the, like those A&E biographies. Uh-huh. Sorry for this, Chad. I know you're digging it all. Um, <laughs> he mentions, he does, you know, he used to do the figure four around the ring post. Yeah. He's, he told the guy, hold my foot. Because he had to jump up and kind of go all the way down. Mm-hmm. And you can see clear as day Goldberg just let go. And Brett oh, bonked the back of his head on, you know, that's concrete with a mat on top of it. So <laughs> he was probably already a little loopy. And then that happened, Yeah. Yeah, Goldberg's an unsafe prick. Cost me seven million dollars. Didn't even offer me any of that money. <laughs> um, oh. All right, and now the, we'll go. We'll round this out with the guy that nobody hates, 
the one and only Diamond Dallas Page. He concludes a uh, guardrail that you can actually break apart. Um, I did have this version. He was in his uh, blue jeans, which he was pretty much wearing at the time, his DDP shirt with the diamond uh, logo on it, the uh, removable vest. And for the first time ever, he made the diamond cutter sign with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, the figure couldn't do a whole lot else. So it was kind of whatever, but it did look cool. Um, he had a couple of different versions without a shirt and in black black tights. And I believe that was it. But um, then I think he had another version that came out later where he had kind of like this, like this thing you talked about it a little bit of a bigger head. But um, this is probably the best looking DDP figure of its time, with the exception yes. of the weird, um, the weird pose. Maybe Travis, were you all I, in? Were you all in on these? Uh, yeah, I did. I bought all of them, and I got all the variants. I was all in on all wrestling figures at this point, and this where's, was. Hey, where's just that a- mark button? Where's that mark button? <laughs> <laughs> where is it? Where is it? This thing. Yeah. Oh no, it's broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work, damn it. Mark. Oh, there it goes. Oh. <laughs> it does work. I remember going into Toys R Us by the Dayton Mall uh around 5:30 on a Saturday, uh going home with my dad uh from working at the mall at Mavericks and we would always stop just because and I remember when you walked into my Toys R Us, the action figures were in the back left. So you had to maneuver your all, all the way around. And then you walked through the the first set of the first section of shelves, the second section of shelves. And then you had that walkway to walk to the back left corner. And when you turn left, there was that giant display on the very back side wall of all of this uh WCW and I had a pocket full of cash because I got paid under the counter because I was not 16 at the time uh-huh. uh, um, and I just looked at my dad and uh, I got all of the first series and then he bought a couple because I didn't have enough for, for all of them but even though they were horrible <sighs> So were the bone crunchers, like mm-hmm. Vader looking like he's drooling on himself. Um, <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it really, Vader's got like a half snarl, but it's like if he just had drool coming out of the side of it, like, <laughs> I was just so happy because this is in the peak WCW. It's also a who's who of, of WCW as far as the first wave. Like it, it really was legit, is. like a home run wave. The figures right. could have been better, yeah, but it, you know, but, but this is also way a... better than the vibrating guys. I was like, holy right. crap, this is like leaps and bounds better than vibrating Sting and vibrating Hall and Nash. It was cool once again, and like with Hall and Nash, it was better than the Bone Crunchers that came out mm-hmm. a year or two earlier, and. This was the first Hogan figure since Hasbro. Well, no, we got the, sorry, the OSFTM. But like like you said uh, earlier at the beginning of this episode, you walked in uh, and you found something. One, you you didn't even know they were coming out. They were there. You were surprised, like, holy crap, I got to get everybody. And then Mm -hmm. you were just, just happy. And like, 
like you said, a lot of these, when you got home and you opened them and it, you're like, ooh. But <laughs> when you looked at that horrible Lex Luger figure, you remember Lex Luger putting Roadblock up in, you know, tapping everybody out to the torture rack. You remember the giant. Uh, you know, I, I do have the, when they did the two pack with the, the neck brace and Nash, you know, like I said, I was at that match. So like I had a little <laughs> sentimental for that one later. Like it just, like they're crap, but like it, it just, <laughs> uh, just stop it, it right it, there, please. Right there. Okay. It, in, 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 in editing, I'm stopping you right there. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I look at these with rose colored glasses. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask, did you have the WCW ring? No, the only rings I had as a kid were I had the first monster ring, the blue and white, and then I did get the monster Raw as war ring. So I was just looking back on this. I remember seeing it in stores and I actually really liked the look of it. But looking at it now, it looks really, really small. Like all the guys come like their waist comes up to the top rope. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look like a, a great ring. I remember I had a little cousin who got like this full arena toy biz set for wcw sound effects all that stuff the center of the ring wasn't even soft it was like like a fabric because there was a, a a button in there that made noise and i remember just thinking like that is absolutely just horrible like it to me like when i saw this line Initially, this was my thought is that Toy Biz didn't know how to make wrestling toys because Marvel stuff was awesome. Mm -hmm. And and like they would go on to do Marvel Legends a few years after this. And those were absolutely just out of this world. Good, I thought. And just these just never really hit for me. Some of them were good. Like there's a Bam Bam Bigelow that they did later that I think is great. And I actually put it with I put it with my ECW guys because it was pretty much in scale with them. It just. Some of the ones they did just didn't quite hit, and this would be uh, this would be some of the ones that didn't hit for me. So for the full arena, uh, did it have like a back? Did it have like crowd? I don't think it had the crowd, but it had like a like these things that went up, so like you could actually like, drop sting into the yeah, you could drop oh, sting in. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I remember that. Yes, he yes. got it for like a birthday or something. It was one of those like expensive play sets. And but again, they were more on the interactive stuff. So it was like, I can't remember. I think it shot out missiles for like pyro, but it was just like the like missiles you get like in a GI Joe van. And you're like, oh, that doesn't really work. Like, I, I remember it just being like, wow, this sucks. Like it just wasn't very good. And I'm like, I just want to ring. You know, I, I want it to be a hard surface. I don't get the the bouncy stuff they do nowadays. Because to me, rings didn't bounce. I never got why they. Right. Even even Mattel does that still. And I'm like, I don't understand that at all. Like, just make it a, a mat, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was a lot of things like that that were just kind of odd. And uh, yeah, Toy Biz had its share. I mean, Slam Force, um, so many different, uh, the Ringmasters line. They And they initially did a Ringmasters line. This is one where Bret Hart came in, where they each came with a corner of the ring. Yes. And you can make mm-hmm. your own ring. Yep. I don't know if that was any good. I, I don't think that it was, but it's like, Okay, I get what you're going for, but that doesn't quite work. Well, Jack's actually kind of stole from that too. They Jack, did the building brawlers. The building brawlers, exactly. So Jack's came out with the four parts of the ring. It had Lita, had Christian, had Edge, 
Uh, oh, that's no, that's the uh, Fatal Four Way. Fatal, fatal Four Way. Thank you, thank you. But they kind of took from that because yeah. I believe the this one came out first. The WCW ones did. Yes. Jack's kind of capitalized on it later on with Lita, Edge, Christian, all them, which was really really cool. These those are, are almost more like statues too, right? Exactly where these were actually figures because i remember the bret hart one had the pin joints and the shoulders and i was like oh take that away please (laughs) yeah it's not the best but uh overall that is wcw's toy biz smash and slam so all right i I can't wait i can't wait to talk about him again (laughs) (laughs) after we shit on him (laughs) you'll get your fill jeff um (laughs) all right so i i have an idea since there's three of us here to choose uh next week's episode Okay. What I'll do is I'm going to put in four topics. Each one of us will eliminate one. Hopefully, we'll all eliminate a different one. And whatever is not picked will be the one we talk about. Okay. Okay. So I got to think of uh, four topics here. So this <laughs> might be the part where you have to do some editing, Jeff, because I have nothing prepared here. All right. Um, All right, Travis, this is where you improv and start going, dude. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Crossfire. I can't wait to be alone with my Jeffy tonight. I can't fire when you're, when you're doing Jeff Jarrett music. <laughs> Good job, dude. Good job. Thank, thank you, thank you. That's oh, what I, professional I, po- podcasters do. We have covered so much. I'm literally drawing a blank on like what we could even, what we could even put out there. Okay, okay, I can the, throw some stuff out here. How about this? Okay, a team. Oh, okay. we we've actually covered that. Son of a uh, god damn it, you guys! <laughs> I know. It's, all right, all right, all right. Uh, da, 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 Knight Rider. That works. Yep. I, I don't know what we'll talk about with Knight Rider, but I mean, we could just talk about Knight Rider. The the Hoth. Well, I mean, did, did, was there a Knight Rider toy line? I remember there being a car, and there had, was a car, yeah, with a miniature David Hasselhoff that went inside the car. I just don't remember there being an actual toy line, toy line. There was like a, wasn't there a trailer where the a car could go? There was like a it it went in yeah like a trailer or like a zip strip thing where it went in something and it shot kit shot out of the back of the truck or something and it was yeah uh, I don't remember but I, <laughs> I I I remember but I don't remember. All right, so I got my four toy lines here. Oh, oh not, so again, I, I'll, I'll read. Hopefully, Night Rider's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. made the cut, and uh, and then we'll each delete one, whatever's remaining. And if we both delete the same one, then we'll we'll figure something out from there. So okay, okay. this is what preparation does, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, uh, first toy line will be Spider Man, the animated series, series two. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next toy line, because it's kind of on hiatus, I thought it'd be good to throw in uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection, series one. Okay. Okay. Uh, the third one, of course, is Knight Rider, and the fourth one. Um, because I've, I've mentioned this several times because I got this for a birthday one year. Um, the line is actually the Wild West Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's when I got Sheriff Donatello and I wanted regular Donatello. So okay. uh, that's that's what we got. So Spider-Man Wave 2, Lightning Collection Wave 1, Wild West Ninja Turtles, or Knight Rider. So we can now each eliminate one. And if we all eliminate different ones, we'll have one remaining. Okay, we have one in mind. Yes. Are we going around the board? 
Yes. Okay. Who go, who goes? Are we in a Rochambeau? <laughs> I don't know what that means. You don't know what Rochambeau is? I have no idea. Oh, oh we go first. <laughs> yeah, we go first, man. <laughs> Rochambeau is basically where two guys line up and then they kick each other in the nuts, and the first one to tap out loses. Yeah. Oh, that that yeah. sounds horrible. <laughs> do you want me to pull? Do you want me to pull it up on Urban Dictionary? I can if you no, want. I do. Do. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Who's gonna go first? We'll let Travis go first. He's our guest, and I don't want to get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Oh, I I will I will knock out uh, Lightning Collection. Oh, Lightning Collection eliminated. All right, Jeff. Over the top rope. They're done. <laughs> Both feet have hit the floor. Uh, Wild West Turtles. Wild West Turtles. Okay. Well, then I will eliminate Knight Rider, which leaves Spider Man Series 2 as our main event for next week. Spider Man Series 2. What year was that? Uh, probably 95, 96. These came out from Toy Biz. 95, 96. Okay. I will do my YouTube research on these. So Travis, before we before we go, you're a big Spider-Man guy, so this has to be uh, a line you are f- very familiar with. Yes, I will do my best to make it next week as well to to come on a Spider-Man. I, I, I will to what? I, I, to, <laughs> I'm going to take a nap because we are well <laughs> past bedtime, boys. We've got like two hours till this Australian pay-per-view starts. Like, we, yes. <laughs> we've yeah, got, it's getting close. Yeah, we got four hours, but I'm going to watch it tomorrow night. Stay on social right. media all day tomorrow. Um, yeah, it was it was great because it um, we started seeing some this was the line uh, and series where we started seeing uh, where the Spider-Man line took a cue from the Batman line because Batman at this time you would get Arctic Batman and Jungle yeah. Batman and Gold. And with this, this is where we started seeing web swinging Spider Man, superposable Spider Man, uh, Spider Armor Spider Man. Spider said Spider Man. Spider, yeah. So Toy Biz started taking cues from Kenner and Batman. We got some more um, villains for the first time. Um, so this was when that line started picking up steam a little bit and and you know you start seeing the progression into what would be marvel legends um with with exactly. the, the sculpts and the the posability yeah they definitely had some good figures i'm excited to dive into it next week um as we close up make sure to check out my other show the saturday morning rumble wheel eventually daniel and jeff will have a debate i cannot wait i will be the moderator and it's going to be a massive it's going to be a massacre as jimmy king would say <laughs> uh. i'm just letting him bury himself dude. it's gonna be awesome i cannot wait um check out uh fully posable every sunday with jeff and scott for all your wrestling figure news travis once again thank you for uh, joining us hopefully next week you can talk a little spider-man which should be a lot of fun and uh, that is all I, all I have got. So thank you guys for checking out the TV Toycast. And we will see you in the toy aisle.